What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast, Lita Johnson. We got some things to talk about, man. Villanova recruiting, Villanova football, Villanova basketball, Jimmy Butler, hair every, y'all don't know what's, you know, 4-0, the Eagles. Now, we got some things to talk about, y'all. Yeah. All right. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. The first thing I want to talk about, what's Jimmy Butler doing? I don't know what to say about that. That's a little heartbreaking. (laughs) What is Jimmy doing? Like who told him like see that see this is when this is when you know certain things that happen, you be like, you gotta agree with how the league Kind of, you know, when they was on Iverson, even though Iverson was the wrong thing, he can, he can wear the tattoos and the bread. Wasn't nothing wrong with how, but this era of fashion is ridiculously crazy. And then you got guys like Jimmy Butler, who's of age, and they give into the just clowning around, and that was just crazy to come on. Come on, why, Jimmy? Why? You you knew what that was going to do. You just wanted to get some attention for media day. Well, you did it. I that was just unbelievable. That was just looks looks retarded. Looks crazy, man. Looks crazy. All right, now. Um, that I had to get it out of the way. That, this is ridiculous. Media day hits. James Harden shows up six of practice. Man, listen, the Sixers. If I if if I um. And those I only spent a little bit of time on the Jimmy situation. That's just crazy. But um, Harden's won the league. I I don't think he's gonna stay. But it's good to see he comes, comes back. And um, the big thing about that is, you know, if you look at Harden, if he stays, this if he stays, I don't think he's gonna stay. I think he's pretty much made up. You know, but um. It's always a, you know, always a maybe, but this ain't a close maybe. This ain't, this ain't even no speculation. This is just if. <laughs> like, there's nothing saying Harden wants to stay there. Harden is clearly on his way out. But if I could be honest about, you know, if, if he was to stay, Philly did a good job getting some pieces. Kelly Aubrey Jr., 20th game last year. He can light it up. That's what he can do. He's long, athletic. Put him in a system, a good defensive system. He can he can make some things happen. He can be made a better defensive player. Mo Bamba, good two way player. They can hit from the outside at the five. All right. Just think about this team. Now that's Aubrey. Then you got Paul Reed. That's a good three to go along with PJ Tucker, um, Tobias Harris, and Embiid. And then you still got House Junior. All right. You still got him aboard. All right, and that's that's the front court. You go to the back court, you got De'Anthony Melton and Patrick Beverly backing up Harden and Maxey. How great is that? With Jaden Springer as your fifth guard. Don't forget, on the front court, you got Danny Green who signed with the Sixers. This would be a very deep team and a, a team to deal with. 
Like everybody I named can be effective, has been effective in NBA games, has been effective for a stretch show things or either young and going. Like this is a good team. Now, you're looking at trades, and I think Maury has done – I think he's doing things that we don't even think he's doing. Um, getting Danny Green, knowing you already have Daniel House Jr., and, and you know, knowing you got P.J. Tucker, says something. Because, you know, it's, I mean, look, look at that. There's not enough room for House and Green to get time, and you got Aubrey and – he knows something is brewing. I think House Jr. and Tucker is going to be included in the deal. I think those two will be included in the deal. Boom, take them out. And then would you put Green as starter or Aubrey as starter or Reed as starter? You can go either way. All of them have started experience. They have all been effective. Like, like I said, Aubrey's coming off his best year of his career after being a one-and-done player um, with Charlotte, 20.3 a game. Paul Reed's just getting better and better. And you get Danny Green back, but you know what he you know what he can do. When he's healthy, you know what type of player and what he brings as a two-way player. Then you're looking at um Harden being gone. That that would spell Tyrese Maxey. And you got to think the player that's being traded is going to be a front court player. It could be a back court player. I mean, it's going to be a back court player. It could be a front court player. But we just know that it's going to be a minus in addition for sure in the front court. I think if they make a trade, they make it for a front, a back court player, unless the front court player is so good. Because you can always put Melton and Maxie in that back court and they play great together. Uh, Jaden Springer is going to be ready next year. Is he going to be traded along with it? It depends on how good the player is that they're getting. So they're prepared. If Harden leaves, Harden, Tucker, and House Jr., I feel could be on the way out. No question. All together, because that that, they got House Jr. and they got Harden. They got House Jr. and they got Tucker for Harden. That was his boys. So I think it's going to be a complete, a complete, you know, reshaping of the Sixers as far as that goes. But it's not too much of a reshaping. People look at it, you're still going to have Maxie. You're still going to have Melton. You're still going to have Tobias if Tobias isn't traded. You still got Paul Reed, all these guys, you know, but then you bring in Kelly Arbery Jr. You got Mo Bamba. Don't forget, Joel Embiid is on the team. I didn't name him. Like, it's crazy to think the Sixers, the people don't think the Sixers are a playoff team or a team that is like one or two players away, maybe one player away from being that good. One evolving player in Maxie. Maxie has to score his 25 a game next year. The only reason he couldn't score last year because he was already on the bench a little bit. Now Maxie's going to get that time with uh, Nurse. Nurse is going to work him out. I mean, if you Fred Fran Fleet and, and Kyle Lowry is any indication but what he going to do with the guards, Norman Powell, what he does with guards, Tyrese Max is going to be different. He's going to be something special. He, he has a special player. So now you got Joel Embiid. And if, if, if you take out P.J. Tucker, you can still put Paul Reed in there with uh, Kelly Aubrey and you still got Danny Green. And then you got Mo Bamba. If Harden is gone and House is gone, it doesn't, like I say, it doesn't do anything. With Harden being gone, you just know Maxie and Melton 
gets more of that. And you're talking about on the bench, you're talking about Springer and Beverly. That's not a bad, but something can be added to there. That, that's what makes it. I'm just letting people see if something is added. Like if Drew Holiday would have been signed and added, that would have been crazy. If Harden was gone, Tucker was gone, and House is gone, and you can get back Drew Holiday no matter what in their whole acquisition, that team just becomes – just think of that. All them guys gone, who I told you they had, add Drew to that. So Philly's going to get a trade done. That's But we don't know what it's going to be. What he's not going to do is he's not going to trade Harden for nothing. That is – I'm sorry, like – if people don't realize it, Moore is really willing to go all the way to the end of the earth. What I mean by that is the end of the season. Like, he's not going to trade Harden for nothing. Harden can act however he wants to act, however he's going to act. Maury's not going to rush. And the one thing Harden should know, and I think that's why he's making these antics to make try to make Maury hurry up and rush, but he's not doing it anymore because he knows Maury's not going to move. Maury's not budging. He's not budging. Man, he's not going anywhere. Like, that's just what it is. So, he's not going anywhere until they give him a deal. I thought, it, realistically, I thought it was already in the works. You heard a lot of things about, you know, I don't get as close. I even called my guy, until I called my guy Keith. He pumping, you know. Shit is not as close on at all. It hasn't been close. The whole time, Harden, you know, uh, George, they won them. Clippers won them. But the Clippers are saying that Sixers are asking for too much. So now we, Sixers have been looking at everybody, Portland. They're looking everywhere, New York. They've been, it's it been a lot of things going on for Harden. So he's just not focused on the Clippers. He's focused on the right deal. That is, he's not focused on where Harden want to go. He's focused on the right deal. The Clippers are just the first contestants on the Price is Right. We're going to come back, man, and talk more, more, more. We run across some things. Uh, like I say, Sixer fans, just hold tight. I, I, I'm frustrated, too. I don't know what to expect of, of what they're going to do this season except for the playoffs if it's getting hit in the first round. I don't know what now. Now it's a whole new outlook, and then with Harden out, I mean, you don't know who with the, you know, it's just, it's just shambles. But the one thing to tell you, only thing I can tell you, is they will be a playoff team, um, with or without Harden. It's just to see what the heck is gonna happen. Who are they gonna get? All right, man, I'll be back to talk more, including Villanova basketball, including. Philadelphia Eagles, when we come back on Fire Leader, here is a track off Puffy's album, man. Need somebody featuring Jasmine Sullivan. Yo, this album is crazy, man. Shout out to Diddy, man. Did it again. The Love album. Y'all go cop that, the extended version. Um, check it out right here, man. We'll be back on Fire Leader. <laughs>
Track Jasmine Sullivan straight out of Philly. Unbelievable track. Listen, man, I gotta be like perfectly real with you and honest. Um, the Eagles are that team, but they definitely got issues. I mean, they, but the thing is this when you have issues and you're winning the games, there's nothing you can say. That's like looking at a team that's 14 and 3, and every single game they had, it was issues. I'm talking I'm just talking about struggles or but what if every game they have right now they have that same problem? There's two things. It's a good and a bad thing to that. Leading up to the playoffs, they got that same problem all year, but still end up what I think is gonna be a 14 and 3 season. I still think they're gonna be 14 and 3. I, I don't know who they're gonna lose to, but I know they're gonna lose. They could lose to a team they're not supposed to lose to. They can lose to a team that, that people think they're going to lose to. But it's going to be three teams they lose to. All right? They just got that type of team because their roster is so stacked. Like, they can do so many different things. That's why they can win like they win because the, the players they have. On each on each position, there are elite players. Offensive line, best in football, right? Defensive line, arguably the best in football, you know? Uh, it's probably about one line maybe that's better than the Eagles. The Eagles might have, to me – Give me a couple of more games of 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 what they can do, and I'm a, I can call them that. But it's unbelievable. Um, linebackers, that's the most questionable, right? But you still got Hassan Reddick, but he's an edge rusher. But Hassan Reddick position is linebacker, so let's just throw that out. But okay, edge rusher it is what it is. But his position is linebacker. But look at what the linebacker did last game: three sacks. Morrow coming off the practice squad. Zach Cunningham, ten plus sacks. A guy that's had 160 tackles in a season. 
Morrow had 100 tackles last season with 11 tackles for a loss. Like, people just forgot. They got, at least if they ain't got elite players on that linebacking core along with Dean, they got good players. Good players. Dean ended up being an elite player. I don't know whether, but I think, listen, Dean had seven tackles his first game. He let you know he was in the house from the gate. Cornerback, secondary, you got two elite players, Bradbury and Slay. Safety, I'm calling Reed Blankenship elite. I'm sorry. He's too good. He's good. And then you got solid players, good players, and Evans and, and Terrell, um, Terrell Evans and Justin Evans. So now you go to running back. You got DeAndre Swift. Look what Gainwell did last year. Swift has separated itself now. But look what Gainwell. You got Gainwell. You got Penny. Scott. Jesus. Then the receiver. You got two elite players. At tight end, you got an elite tight end. You got an elite quarterback. Everywhere down the line, elite kicker. Now, punter, okay, you can say what you want. <laughs> but everywhere down the line, Philly has an elite player. And if you look at it, players like Jake Elliott, the offensive line, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith have all contributed. Jalen Hurts had big games. As a collective, they haven't had their best, their, their most consistent games, but there are too many good playmakers on this team for this team to just lose to teams they're not supposed to lose to. If so, no matter how hard New England played, no matter how hard Minnesota played, everybody talk about Minnesota. Minnesota's a playoff team. New England's coached by Bill Belichick. New England wasn't that bad last year. They're not an elite team, but they're not a team you sleep on. You can lose to them. They're a tough team. All right, Tampa Bay, look what happened to them this year. Better defense, better quarterback. Tough team. Then you go to Washington. Washington was 2-1 and one before they played Philly. It's a solid defense. Inconsistent team. So now you go to the Rams. It's the same type of team they've been playing all year. They have winners. They have Stafford. They got guys that can play. Cooper Cup starting to work back out. But you're playing against a physical, talented team. This is... This team, and, and, and the scary part and the good part is they haven't even reached with the, the, their peak. This isn't the Philadelphia. This isn't nowhere near. They got about seven notches before they get to their best, and they can get there. This is not like they can't get there. All they got to do is keep playing. So this team, is, is they better than the 49ers? On the on the, on the, on the, so many aspects you can go. I would say no. I'm only saying no because of what the Niners have done to teams, but they also went against the Rams and lost by and, and won by seven. Everybody's talking about oh the Eagles only barely got away. Niners had some blowouts, but they also only beat the Rams by seven. They're supposed to be way more talented than the Rams, but. I, I'm just going off of them blowing out their opponents. I'll give them that. You just got to be real with the ranking. I think the Niners are the number one team in the league. But on the actual standpoint, do I think the Niners are better than the Eagles? No. But just by the outlook, the resume, or how the season has went, you have to give the Niners number one. Buffalo, Buffalo beat the, the Dolphins. Because it was the Dolphins to me. Based off the... 
you know, how they beat their team. You have to be real. But are they the better team? I wouldn't call them the better team, but they're the, they're the, high, they're the higher ranked team, yes. I just wouldn't call them the better team because of last year. I mean, people people say Brock Purdy got hurt, but the Eagles hurt him. You're supposed to be tougher than that. If, if you look at the game that Philadelphia just played, Jalen Hurts got hit the same way. Look at the Washington game. He got hit the same way Purdy got hit by Hassan, Hassan Reddick hit Purdy as he was throwing the ball, and the ball even went backwards. Like, you know, it was a fumble. But Hurts was so strong that he didn't get hurt, and he didn't, and he threw the ball forward. He got hit the same way Purdy got hit. So if y'all trying to make excuses about, oh, he didn't have a quarterback, their quarterback wasn't strong enough. He's not Hurts. But y'all are over. The, the Niners are over the Eagles this year. They have blown out teams. Eagles ain't really blown nobody out except for Tampa Bay. Or they had some – they really was blowing teams out at the start of the – look, they was blowing New England out, then New England caught up. They was blowing Minnesota out, Minnesota caught up. They was blowing uh, – they blew out the Buccaneers. They was blowing uh, – you know, they, they ended up getting Washington – but, you know, they had him by a touchdown. It was a tough game all game. But Washington was making the climb back. Just is what it is. Um, just look out, Eagle fans. The Rams game, I feel like the Eagles will win this one. I can't predict you a loss. Could they lose this one? They could. I just know it's only going to be three losses. Just know that. I'm 14-3, three losses. Jump into the Phillies, man. A good win, 4-1. Zach Wheeler is just, man, listen. I put out my top 10 favorite Phillies, my favorite Phillies. And um, Zach Wheeler is just, Zach Wheeler and Bryce Harper from this team, JT Ramuto, guys that have jumped to that point, you know, um, just great players, man. I mean, Zach Wheeler is him. He's the most underrated elite pitcher in baseball. I don't think they really – Look at how dominating Zach Wheeler is. Since he's been here, he's just been the model of consistency. You know, Nola's good, but sometimes he'll have his times, the moments, giving up home runs, you know. But Nola can also take you – I mean, he can dominate. But Zach Wheeler has been consistent with it. He's just been real good. Um, I just think that this, this, this could be a sweep. Phillies have their talent. They can be – Phillies have the talent to match up against the best. That's who they lose to. They don't lose a series to a team like Miami or any other. Like the World Series is where the Phillies are going to lose, unless they go against Atlanta, which Atlanta is Atlanta's the clear cut team that Philly has to beat, and, and and that's the only match to me in this whole. Like you got other teams out here that are good in the National League, but the Phillies and the and the Braves, I think, are the teams. That you don't want to mess with. I'm not, I'm not, not Dodgers, Card, nobody, Reds, nobody in the National League this whole year that was hot or that looked remotely. You know, they was talking about the Mets at the beginning of the season. I just thought the Phillies and the Braves were it, and we're going to see how it goes. Phillies have the team to win. What don't they have to win? Not only do they have the players, they have the experience of being in the World Series last year. So they have that. They don't have like no postseason experience. They have the ultimate. So this team, I'm picking this team. This team should win. Same thing I did with the Eagles. 
They, they, they come back off a of Super Bowl experience, then you still get younger, you get good players, you still get impact players. This is this is the year, these two teams. But the Phillies more so than the Eagles because the Phillies have some veterans that have been around and been elite for a minute. Um, I could see the Eagles, you know, winning or not winning, but I just – I could see the Phillies doing the same, but more so the Phillies is more ready – than the Eagles because of the veterans they got, along with the young talent. It's just big. Now, when we get back, man, we um we talk Nova. Talk college football. We talk time to get on Nova basketball, Nova recruiting. Um Matthew Hodge is here and others on the way. Um I told people, like people, when I get back, man, we get back here on File the Leader. And we talk, we talk Nova recruiting when we get back. Yeah, 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 we are back, I'm host with the most, so I have a toast leader Johnson, follow the sports, and let's talk some Nova, you know, shout out to Colorado um, football, big hard fall game against the two Heisman Trophy candidates, and, and Khalid Williams, who is the best player now, he's, yeah, he, 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 he showed it, and she did say in the show why he should be in the race, that's just it. All right, now Villanova football. I mean basketball. Um, we're here to talk. First, let me get to the football because we get deep into the basketball. Listen, Nova's a good team. It was a hard fall. That was a hard loss against Albany. All right, uh, Albany's a tough squad. It's like either Nova's going to win or they're going to lose real bad. Both losses have been blowouts. You just got to stay on a consistent level. Connor, Connor Watkins, you know what I'm excited about? Connor Watkins is finding his way. And it seems he could be real dangerous. Having a 100-yard game. Do we understand what he had? A 100-yard game. And he's the type of guy that can throw for 300. He hasn't did it yet, but he can, he can really throw that ball far, man. He's a real good – he has a gunslinger. If he can just put it all together real quick, and then you got to look at the defense. They have to stop letting people – you know, time to show up. They are. They got the players. It doesn't like Philadelphia has a loaded secondary, which they always always have uh, a better uh, upgraded um defensive line, and you know um, an evolving linebacker squad. You know Daniel Abram. You know Brendan Bell. Guys like that that can play. You know you still got to see more people step up out of those linebackers. It's a lot of talent there. More people should step up, and linebackers should step up. They're looking at wanting more production there. Um, but the defensive line is there. They got some guys, man, that are, that are playing. Uh, Shandon, you got Jake. Um, 
Reichwein, you got Jay Green, you got Aiden Howard. You got good players on that line. Pierre, uh, Reichwein, uh, Howard, Green, those guys are playing. But they even got to step up more. Because Albany, all that talent you saw on the defense didn't seem like it showed up at all. These guys got to be ready to get down. They got the talent. It's just, are they ready now? Are they experienced enough and been in enough to be ready right now? And that loss, now UCF, I can see why the loss. UCF is, you know, different competition. But against Albany, they're, supposed to, they're not supposed to lose like that. Not only they're not supposed to lose, they could lose, okay? But when you lose, you're not supposed to lose like that. So this team is talented, good. And I think if, if I'm looking into it, I'm not looking into it like they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying they can't do that. Because you've also seen this team shine, blow teams out. So there's more to be said, and we'll have more of a podcast on that in the upcoming matchup. Now, Villanova basketball recruiting. Matthew Hodge is with Villanova. I always have to get on here. And even my boy Eric Watkins, so that's my guy. I let him get, you know, he came in today with a comment. He does that sometimes. He don't even, if anybody been following me for a long time, you know, every once in a while, Eric Watkins is. He can't help himself. I think he's been wanting to be a debater and have his own show for a minute. You know, every once in a while, he probably tosses his popcorn there and say, ah, I've got to say something. No, no. <laughs> he just, but, um, all right. Matthew Hodge was an unbelievable signing. Once again, Villanova does it in New Jersey. Get the Belgium talent. Uh, you look at my uh, interview I had with him. Um, on uh, Also, go look at Eric Watkins' interview for VU Sports. Uh, he had an interview with him when he committed, and also I had one with him. I called him directly after, you know, like some a couple of hours, um, maybe a, um, some some hours, probably about ten hours. <laughs> so much be going on. Listen, people, one thing you gotta understand: I do a lot of different sports, so it be news I get that I don't even post because I'm on another sport or I'm on another article. I might be writing an article. I might be talking to a prospect. I might be talking to an agent. I might be talking to a coach. Because I love this sports stuff, so I'm into a lot of stuff. This is just what I do. I, this is what I choose to do. I, I choose to be around all of them. So, sorry, Villanova fans, if um, I really apologize, sincerely apologize. If, if it's news I don't tell you, I, 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 you, you oh, neither, I'm, when, when, if you notice, you know, I'll pick a guy, then I'll find out that he isn't even interested or interested in Nova either went down or another team just went over Nova's and I haven't even posted it. Like, and I noticed like, cause I'll be so into something else. Then you got life. Like I just, yo, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. And, um, after the train started, I mean, I knew a lot about, I knew the Josiah. I knew about Kalib. I knew about, um, well, no, I'm, I'm gonna put it like this. Wait, 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 wait. Kaleb and Christian Bliss, you have to give me a wrong on. Because no matter what was going on with them, I didn't think they was going to commit to those schools. Th th those are the two right there that totally chopped me up. Sorber, I didn't know what was going on with Sorber. I just know Sorber was visiting and he and he liked um Villanova. I mean, it was like a it was like real quick. 
because I got the sober visit thing. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. And it was a day before his visit. And then I didn't even get hard into sober. I ended up, I didn't even know, I didn't even, sober, I didn't even have tape on sober. I knew he where he was on the rankings. Then after they, you know, uh, said the visit, then I started doing my homework on him, you know, AU, all that. And um, that's how that went. Um, the, 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 the recruits that, that favorite Villanova, that Villanova was never even close with, but he liked him. I, this was just wasn't a close role. It's a school he liked. Billy Richmond liked Nova, but eventually everything faded off on Billy Richmond. Everything. Uh, VJ Edgecombe loved Nova earlier, early in it. And then after that, everything just. Pfft. So Edgecombe and, and Richmond ended up just leaving. Nova just could never get a grasp on them. Now, just because of school. I could tell you that the school likes a prospect and how close they are. Villanova was never close on Edgecombe or Richmond. They always just kept tabs on them. Uh, Boogie Flan was one team. They, they was in on him, but then they just they went away from Rich, Boogie Flan. They went away from Edgecombe. They went away from Richmond. That's why they didn't, you know, like they didn't. It, it's, what, it's the same thing any coach does, but especially with Jay Wright used to do very fast, very fast. If he's on you, and he sees the crowded, like you're crowded and, and, and considering schools. He doesn't feel, he don't want to get in that shuffle. And if you feel like he can't get the traction first off, he's not, he's going to go to someone else. Neptune's been doing it since he got here. When, and it was hard to catch on. When you first get in and you get a, Mar a Marco Jackson, and you get a Zayden High to consider Villanova that fast off of a new coach. No one saw the phenom of Neptune. That's very hard to get McDonald's All-American and another high recruit that quick as soon as you get here after you're trying to keep the Cam Whitmore, the um, Brandon, Brandon Howes and, and um, Jesus, Mark Armstrong class. I'm sorry because everything's it's a lot. It's a lot to tell y'all. So if I if I break off into a second segment, if I don't have to, I don't have to. But it's a lot to tell Villanova back. That's why I did it last. Um, Villanova women's look, look, looks great. I, I'm I'm just saying that they're real talented. It's real exciting to see where Dennis Denise Dillon is. People, Denae Carter, Doss, Lucy Olson. Watch this team. Seems gonna be good. Anyway, okay. So those are the guys, Edgecombe, Fland, and, and, um, and Richmond totally ran away. Like Dylan Miller, it just never, Nova gave, gave, but Nova also had other people that they were getting traction on. It wasn't, I'm going to call it a loss for me because I thought Dylan was going to choose Nova. Even though I knew that every school on there had, to, they were. I'm gonna tell you how close every school on there was close with Dylan Miller. Like Dylan Miller could choose anybody. You know, HBCUs was actually real big, and you saw how it was on his heart. And he chose Georgia State over Nova. He was HBCU was, and and, and Georgia State is offering him to be a star off the bat. Like so, <laughs> it, it, that that's that that's something Nova couldn't guarantee. You you know how that goes in Nova. That's just how we, I I feel like it's a loss for me. I, I think that's the third one. I I, I lost that one because I thought he was like going to choose it no matter what. But 
even though a school like Georgia State, and this is how you know that it's a different ball game right now Neptune's dealing with. He hasn't put his popularity down. He has a popularity as a recruiter, but there are new people coming in, new people in, in, coming in. And Neptune wasn't recruiting for Villanova. Now he gets to go certain leaps and bounds, and he gets to go certain places that he couldn't go with Fordham. But Neptune brought people to Fordham. Patrick Kelly, IMG guy. Um, excuse me. Um, DJ Gordon. Um, Abduti Sambala was a commit to Penn State, a three, four-star guy. Um, he got guys to come there, man. He got guys to come to Fordham that, you know, big schools considered them. So just like what Ashley Howard did with uh, the Sal. Getting Josh Nickelberry. You know, certain people to commit Khalil Brantley that they would have never considered LaSalle. It was just certain guys that transferred there, you know, from other schools. You know, people coming from Indiana, like, these are good recruit. So, for people to doubt, it's, but everybody didn't doubt them. I know it wasn't all Nova Nationists, but the people that did, it was like, they really don't know. They're, they're really not Nova inclined. These guys, and then Anderson and what Nardi does with the foreign players, guys that are foreign, how he keeps up with them. And Anderson just keeps so much talent. Loves People love Dwayne Anderson. So then you put Anderson, you put Howard. Now you got the three guys in charge of recruiting that helped Villanova get to 2016 and 2018, get, get to their elite level through the years before the titles. Baker Dunleavy's in charge with the NILs doing a great job. Whoever's not thinking that is retarded right now. Are you crazy? What Dunleavy is doing, the hard work he's putting in. Then you're looking at what Ashley Howard quickly did before he even got signed officially as a coach, what he was doing. Now he brings it right to the program he never left. There are recruits that love him. Let's go to Gibbons the third. I don't know what to tell y'all. I don't know. People, and I know, and the crazy part is I know people are not really inclined or, 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 or hearing certain things or not even around. I, I, that's why, I, I, now I, you know what? I'm going to quit posting. I'm going to quit. I'm just going to let people talk, you know, like, because I can go back at you and then just shut it down. Like, I, this is what I do all day. I get no sleep. I mean, I didn't, like, Eric knows how I get down. He he knows it more than anything. That's why it'd be funny. I just, when he used to do it, you know, get in, I used to, like, not even say much, just fall back. I might say a little, now I just go ahead and put the facts down. Okay, I'll just put this up, E. You know, you know I can do it. <laughs> like, you know, I mean... If, if I, I've gotten predictions wrong, that's not, now that's, that's retarded to even think. No, I've gotten those wrong before, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm an accurate person. So getting something wrong means nothing. Like it doesn't. I mean, so you're going to majority of the time, you're going to see the right direction from them. Then if it's wrong, it's just like, wow, oh, it's just a, some, a, a change happened. 
I didn't know about. It is what it is. But you're messing with one of the best. That's just what it is. I work hard, so I can say that. All right, okay. Now, I'll give it the third. Yeah, Nova's, Nova's is closing on the race, but I don't see them gaining that. I mean, Memphis is too locked in. They've done such a great job. Uh, Givens is a hometown guy. I've, I've been saying this, and it's crazy. I've been saying Memphis, Nova had a tug of war with Memphis early, months. At the same time, I said they were going to have a tug of war with St. John's for Jaden Glover. That's when I picked Christian Bliss over Virginia, uh, Christian Bliss to Nova over Virginia. I was pick, going with Jaden Glover, but I backed off of him because of the tug of war, you know what I mean? I was like, I was, it was an early time where I was like, St. John's is, Villanova's over St. John's. I was like, ooh, and I'm, I'm going back like, oh, St. John's is just too, Patino's been, you know, he's been doing a great job. You know, he, he loves them. What Gibbons has said, you know, his, his, what his camp says about Memphis. And Bliss, I thought it was Nova. Nova's a dream school. I wasn't hearing no change on that and how much he loved Nova. I had no thought that Virginia was going to lock that in. It was not good. No matter what I heard, I heard more. I, I still kept hearing Bliss, you know, love Nova. And Nova, you know, he high on them. And at the dream, you know, the dream school thing that it was. Now, you also look at, during that time, Khalid Williams. Khalid Williams, I just said, Nova, listen, man. Never heard nothing different on that side. What I didn't check on was, you know, George, the other sides of his recruiting, other teams and what other people said about other teams. I was just hearing Nova and saw him doing visits. And then, you know, I was back and forth. and But that was when I was kind of like locked in. But I still was messing with so much other, other sports and all that and different things. And I was locked in on Khalib and the Christian Bliss Committee. No question. But um, that's what it was, and it happened. Now, look at all these other guys and people that have committed, and they're like, oh, man, dang. <laughs> they lost out. How? Thomas Sorber? Well, Thomas Sorber, as I went back and, well, I only went back a little, you know, just Villanova didn't go um, as hard as Georgetown did for Sorber. But they gained some favor from Sorber. It just was what it was. They wanted a big, and then they got Lance Ware, and they, they realized they got a big because they wanted, you know, it was a big, um, real big transition at when Villanova was going after Sorba. They wanted a five, and they wanted a person to reclassify, and they didn't want to. Man, so it was the same thing with Dayton Force. Committed to Oklahoma. It's a late on the recruitment. Late on the recruitment. Marcus Allen, they just kind of veered away from Marcus Allen. They started, I mean, they started seeing Missouri was, they didn't want to compete. There was other schools involved with his recruiting. Because that was another player, another player that, Villanova light, but, you know, they got to seeing, you know, uh, they, they wanted to focus on other prospects. 
And they, Marcus Allen was in the same riffraff with the Khalid Williams recruiting, the Jaden Glover recruiting, the VJ Edgecombe. He was in the same group. It was just they looked at Khalid, couldn't get Khalid, couldn't get Bliss. The tug of war for Glover wasn't happening. So many people that they gave all. Isaiah Abraham, he had, it was already, they was far off of him. Early on it was, they was far off of him. Then you look at Garrett Sundra. They never went hard after Garrett Sundra. Sundra said he told me he would visit on one. It seemed like that changed because they went off of Garrett Sundra. The first guy, Luther Somerville. Luther Somerville committed to Rutgers. And the reason why Luther, he told me on the phone, he said he didn't, he didn't, you know, uh, took he took Nova out of it because he said he was high on him. Nova could have had Luther. Um, excuse me, Lathan Somerville. He they could have had him. They could have had him, but they wanted him to reclassify to 2023. He didn't want to reclassify. He wanted to stay where he was at. So that I think, um, I don't know if that's what happened with Thomas Sorber. That could be the same thing, but that, it wasn't happening. Um, a talented center. I mean, Georgetown's going to have some talent, no question, coming in off that class. That is a very successful class, even more successful than Ewing was able to get, even though he had some good classes. Man, a great class. Somerville with Khalid Williams. They got other guys. Like, that, that is a good play. Georgetown's going to have a good team in the future. So, that's what happened on the early part. Now we go to Matthew Hodge, who they started after the offer. They made him a super priority. He was a rising star. It, it reminds me of the Jordan Dumont. Dumont started rising late in, in, in the recruiting ranks. And Howard was the, immediately on him. After missing out on people, he was immediately on him. And um, for people who don't think he's a three-star, he's a three-star on everybody except for 247 Sports. On three, ESPN rival, three-star. Um, you saw what he did in the Olympics. He's going to be a good, good player, a real good player. He's going to be a star for Villanova. Then you got Matthew Hodge, another guy, um, from Belgium, this guy went to New Jersey, did what he did. If you look at and you think about those two guys playing small forward and power forward for you and for the future, they could both be there next year. But Trey Patterson is going to start over Dumont. It's no question that Trey Patterson has earned the respect of Nova. Uh, they're big and high on him. And then you look at Nana Njoku. After Dixon leaves, um, Ware leaves, he's gonna he's get the key, gets the keys. These are the keys that go to Njoku and Patterson. Now, who plays small forward is a I think that'll be a transfer. I think or or we looking at Longino. Is Longino ready to play small forward? Another very talented player. Or will they go get a transfer? to stick in there, but Longino, because Longino has just as many wheels as a transfer would. What are they going to do? I think Longino, um, Patterson, and Njoku should be, next year should be the starting three. They got experience. They've been there. They're talented. Time to put them to work. And then next year, you're looking at Housing and Armstrong. I think Armstrong comes back 
I think Brendan Housen and Mark Armstrong become that backcourt everyone's been looking for. <laughs> like a, a huge set in a, in a backcourt. Now, I think transfers could still come in to help the team um, in a way off the bench. Could be at guard. That could be big. I mean, they don't have too many guards coming in. You got Matthew Hodge, who I feel could come in his freshman season and get time at that power forward position. You get Malcolm Thomas backing up the center position. That's huge. You see him growing into a guy that can be a power forward and center and impact Vanova. Now this is now I haven't even talked about. These are the guys I'm predicting: Malcolm Thomas and Josiah Mosley. Um, Josiah Mosley. I've got more intel on Malcolm Thomas. I'm real cool with Dwayne uh, Wise. It's my guy. Cool him for years. Or Team Durant. Basketball director, um, Malcolm Thomas played for Team Durant. And I've been keeping up with Malcolm Thomas ever since the offer. So I finally went in last night and talked with Wise and, you know, and we, we got some things. And, you know, listen, um, Neptune's pushing the thing to Malcolm Thomas and he can make he can have him play together with Matthew Hodge. That could happen because Matthew, Matthew, listen, Matthew Hodge is really a talented player. I mean, he's a super Talented. He should be a high four-star. Um, elite athleticism, elite IQ, can shoot from the outside. He's going to be a player that can play outside. And Malcolm Thomas can play. He's evolving his, his mid-range jumper and his all-around. He's going to be a guy who's going to creep up on everybody. He can play the five and block shots on the other side, rebound. He's really that type of guy. You know, he's really that type of guy. He kind of reminds me of a, a Lance Ware when he was coming out of high school, I mean, athletic. I mean, he can, he can do that, but it said Malcolm Thomas shot is better, but Lance Ware could, if when, when Villanova gets Lance Ware, his run, just watch out. All right. Now going to Isaiah Elohim, Isaiah Elohim, you look at Kansas, they're big on, I mean, the thing is everybody, he likes everybody. Like this isn't, it's going to be a game time decision for him. So everybody, people who are picking, you can't be. Some people are saying Arkansas. He had ENG loved that visit, but he also loved the Villanova visit just as much. It's just a real hard thing for him. It's like Matthew Hodge. Matthew Hodge told me on the phone. He said I had to sit in a dark room and think. I had to think, and 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 really get to myself. And Villanova came out the victor. I mean, a lot of these, and that's what's going on with Elohim right now. He he sees the schools. Um, don't think Matthew Hodge is not pitching because Matthew Hodge told me he was like, yeah, I'm going to start pitching some guys. I play AAU ball with them and talk to the coach. Me and the coach is supposed to be talking soon. And it's guys, listen, if they don't get Elohim, they're going to go after. I, I, I'm listen, I'm pretty sure we're going to see what happens. Josiah Mosley now hearing from people around around them and this, you know, know the situation or to it, but haven't really got the, um, you know, I have, I have Josiah's. I'm trying to get in contact with Josiah. I got his number. Um, haven't been able to get in contact with him soon. And um, but people that are around the situation says he loves Villanova, and it looks like Villanova could be the 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 pick. But still, USC and Texas are close, especially USC. Like the Bronny James Isaiah Collier thing, and what their program is getting off the height. Oh man, it's crazy. So he he's interested in going to their school around those guys. And then, you know, they're pitching the idea, him being one of the next players to 
you know, with Isaiah Collie and Bronnie being gone. But, you know, Nova, listen, he's 6'6", 200. He can play shooting guard. He can post you up. Josiah Mosley is one of the elite players in Texas. So he would be an unbelievable addition because of the fact that he can play guard. And you're talking about who they would get, you know, um, or, or they could all be the front court. Malcolm Thomas at center. Matthew Hodge at power forward, Josiah Mosley at small forward. They could all grow next year and be that at that position. And they could get time. If you're looking at the guys backing up, you know, you got Dumont and you got um, Longino at the three, maybe. If not, then Mosley would be back up there. But Mosley, it, it'll be time for them to step up soon. Like, that'll be a good, talented team to have. If they get Isaiah, Isaiah Elam, that'll already solve the guard problem. I mean, who's backing up? Because now the guard, once Moore and Bamba all leave, you know, and it's still a possibility Mike Armstrong could leave. It is a possibility, man. Don't think that then the Porter will be like, let's go get a point guard. Look at that. Now, Mark Armstrong can have a, it depends on what's going on. If he's coming off the bench, I don't see him getting that notoriety to this, this year he leaves. Because then next year, that means next year he is the starting point guard. And no, he'll be the starting point guard for the next go-round of talent. And it'll give Mark Armstrong the ball more also. It's, 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 look, either he could start now and give me a chance. If he starts now, I think he, he's gone. He's going to get enough time to where he's gone in the NBA. But if he does it next year, that'll be a team he'll get the ball with more. He'll be the guy that will be the next level. After Moore is gone, it's Armstrong. After Moore, it's only one other guy. You know, more and Dixon are those guys who, who are hitting the program. But there's one other guy. And Mark Armstrong is the poster child of that. Um, so, yes, Josiah, Josiah Mosley, Malcolm Thomas will be the guys I'm predicting to commit. But Zion Elohim is not – he's close, closer than Givens, man. Givens, I'm saying Memphis. But the next team after that is Nova. So, if, if anything changes, Nova will get there. But I think it's Memphis. Elohim – it's, it could be Kansas. It could be Nova. It could be um, Arkansas. Musselman's doing a great job. Um, Self is doing a great job, period, on recruiting. And now we're looking at Villanova. Once again, Neptune competing with Big Dog. But um, pay attention. The one to pay attention to the most is Elohim. Pay attention to that one. This is going to be something down to the wire. I think Nova can get him, but I'm not picking... That's where I'm not picking. I, I, I'm not, I don't got to pick on that. That's a big one. But Nova's right there with him. They right there. He's right, like, they, this is not, okay, you know, people are guessing because he went to the, you know, he showed, he showed in one, he showed in the other. And people think, we'll see what happens. But um, look at that one. Givens, I just think it's Memphis. I think it's Memphis. But for sure, I think, for sure, no doubt, I'm picking Josiah Mosley. Malcolm Thomas. Malcolm Thomas is a lot. Josiah Mosley, we'll see with USC, but I'm picking Villanova. Malcolm Thomas is a lock. He's a lock. If no other, not, not even Matthew Hodge was a lock. He was Villanova, but he wasn't a lock. Not Malcolm Thomas is a lock. After the conversation I had yesterday, it's been consistent ever since he got the offer. It's a lock. So I'm out, y'all. Listen, um, we'll, we'll get more in tune. Hit me up, man. Uh, it's more recruits. And I'm out, man. Follow the leader.
I, you know, Lita Johnson had to get on here, um, and um, learning about Curtis Gibbons the third. There's no like. I always say recruiting happens. None is a surprise. I mean, it should happen. But no question, before Georgia Tech, Texas, Indiana, LSU, and Memphis were considered, you know, was his last five schools, which he will be committing Saturday, October the 7th at 4 p.m. Nova was there. Nova was close. You know, I'm finding out. I had to go ahead before I put out. And yesterday, you know, somebody popped, you know, poster watchers. It's, it's good. I mean, this is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to watch things. But I got my my uh, inside on it, you know. I mean, Nova after getting Matthew Hodge and who they're going after, like it wouldn't happen with Caleb Williams, like wouldn't happen with Bliss. I mean, um, went the other way, more and more so like Naheem McLeod. That happened with him. They went another way. Um, um. Eventually, Thomas Sorber. Eventually, Lathan Somerville. They they went the other way. Um, same thing with Boogie Flan. Same thing with Billy Richmond. Same thing with Edgecombe. You know, trying to make um, grabs at other prospects. And they go to other prospects. And some they just lose out on. Really, Khalid Williams and Jaleel Bethia and uh, Christian Bliss. Those were straight hard losses right there. That was... And they were after Jaden Glover. They definitely were after him, but uh, they recognized what was going on eventually toward the end. But it was a tug of war. Same thing with Memphis with Curtis Gibbons third Tug of war. Same thing that happened. I mean, and with the commitment of, um, like I say, Matthew Hodge, you know, Nova's after just Josiah Mosley, they're after Isaiah Elohim, and he dropped out the race. It happens just that quick. Just that quick. And yes, yes, they were close, no question. Me not checking, me not looking in the last couple of days. <laughs> For the last, really the last week, I'm, I'm being told, you know, the, the further uh, differences were made the last week. One guy I, I, I saw, man, Jesus, he said, it's been like this for months. Are you crazy? He just made his top five. <laughs> it's been like this for months. It's been like this for months. People don't know anything. Um, No question. I think it's Memphis. Um, I think it's Memphis, no question. Uh, how that happened after, you know, Nova went other ways. Nova went the other way. Nova went the other way, um, focusing their attention on the three here. People are saying Arkansas, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for saying Arkansas, but can y'all put Kansas in there? Candace is well on his radar, Isaiah Elohim's radar, you know. I had to check. Um, I had to check more insight. Made me have to go into Elohim. I ain't checked on Elohim and ever since the Arkansas visit. Now, let me check him real quick. Then I got to check Josiah Mosley. Is it USC and Texas still? Though? No question. Then I had to, you know, is Matthew High still committed to Villanova? <laughs> then I had to go to Malcolm Thomas back again. Um, That's the lock. That's the lock. So, yo, listen, just to come through 
and spit something to y'all um, about the Curtis Givens the third situation, you know, after the change. And it's crazy. It was posted literally a couple of hours. Like, the, the update was literally a couple of hours ago, and then I'm told earlier today it was already new that what was going to happen. You know, yesterday it was already, you know, uh, uh, they're going to, you know, take Villanova out of the, the, the running, you know, because Villanova went the other way. So that's that's how it's going right now. Um, it's other guys that um, Villanova's recruiting. Like I said, Luke. Um, if I say that right, Bivolacu, uh twenty twenty-five center. Um, he told me on the phone that we was talking. To, this guy's a good two-way player. He, he could be like uh, Oshefu. Um, but he said Nova's, you know, talk to him about the culture. I have an interview out on 247, man. Um, more and more things. I'm, I'm starting to go deep. I'm going to start. I'm going to get some um, stuff on Lee Thomas and a lot more. So I'm out, y'all. That was just a pop-up. The update on Curtis Gibbs third. Out, man. What's up, what's up? Hey, y'all, this is your host with the most will have a toast. This is Lita Johnson. We on another Villanova radio, and it is going, listen, if y'all don't, I, I said when Neptune, I said when Neptune was hired, it's going to be a recruiting surge. I said this, Nova Nation, if anybody follows me on Twitter, I said this, man. I said this, I said Cause because when Jay Wright was the coach, it was Neptune, Howard, Baker, Dunleavy. They were the guys recruiting, and Neptune was always Daniel's son to his Mister to Jay Wright being Mister Miyagi. He was always that, and actually Howard, great recruiter. To I think I think what's not being talked about is just how big that was, how big it was for Baker to come back. All three guys that were there for the two championships, that's how you know there's going to be a championship in the 10 years coming up. Um, it could be in the next five. We don't know. But one of these classes is with, with, with Neptune, Howard, and Dunleavy in charge is going to be a championship. Anderson's great at recruiting. Nardi's excellent. He extends it, especially in the foreign situation so with Belgium. Um, I, I mean, excuse me, with Belgium. With Malcolm Hodge, I mean Matthew Hodge. Look, I'm getting the name. It's a Matthew Hodge and Malcolm Thomas are on the same team, man. It's big for Nova Nation. They should be excited. Uh, I talked with um, my guy, Dwayne Wise, uh, director of Team Durant. That's my guy, one of my uh, coolest guys in this industry. And we talked about, um, you know, Neptune wants Matthew Hodge and Malcolm Thomas to play together. And he was convincing Malcolm Thomas of that. It's really big. Malcolm Thomas is a different type of athlete. We'll, we'll get on there. First, let's go to who he is. Malcolm Thomas, 6'8", uh, 200. It's a Catholic. So now Villanova gets another player. Uh, it's very, very important. For, it's one of the schools Villanova always is in. And Merlin is uh, a Villanova state. So he's a 38th-ranked power forward. By 247 Sports, third ranked in Merlin, third ranked prospect, elite Merlin prospect. 
But 247 Composite, which judges all where Malcolm is ranked everywhere, which we'll talk about that. 138th in the nation, 30th ranked power forward, third ranked Merlin prospect. Malcolm is eventually going to be a four star. He's going to rise up. Uh, What's special about Malcolm is his athleticism, particularly to me, defense and rebounding. It's something I think at his his height, the way he's able to get rebounds is really going to make Nova different. And and, and is to be a defender like his dad, an elite defender, an elite rebounder, just like his dad. Just and it's crazy. Um, I have an article coming out for high level sports about him, also talking about his NBA aspirations. Um, also check out Eric Watkins wrote a, a, a commitment article on him for VU Sports. Check it out. Um, it's really interesting to see how he's like his dad. That is, and then and then poetry and how his dad is a civil rights like Eden Thomas was a hell of a player at Syracuse. Um, NBA player also. I mean, listen, shot blockers. He's one of the most impressive shot blockers I've seen. He's just as good as Kurt Thomas was in rebounding. Uh, I've seen in college. Like he, he, he was one of those 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 dogs, man. You had to deal with him. And it's something his mom also played ball at Syracuse. That is crazy, man. The the I, I know once both of them sit down, his mom and his dad. You just be like, man, he got all athleticism. Look, look at him. Look. Like, you know, because they love sports. So it, it got to be something when they sit down, right? They both sit down. They see their son just play. And, and I seen one of the interviews. His pop was like, it's surreal. It has to. Look, y'all play ball. Look what happened. Look what y'all made. Your son plays ball and he's good. He just play ball and like it. Like, y'all, he's good. So um to to get into the, the also um he's also looking at where he's ranked. This is a real interesting class right now. Very interesting class. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some things because the same thing I did with the last Villanova. Villanova is just like they were in the transfer portal. This is Kyle Neptune. And then you got Ashley Howard. This is must see TV and recruiting. I told people them being on lists is big. I don't I understand you're like, oh, they didn't get this guy, but you gotta know that talented guys are coming with them being on so many lists because that word spreads too. Okay, he was um um three star for ESPN, moving toward a four star, um on three, three star, moving toward a four star. He'll be a four star eventually. He's just too impressive. My whole thing is on both sides of the floor because in this game, he can guard the perimeter. He can guard the inside. Um, great hands to make steals. If, if you want to say who he reminds me of, particularly, it's kind of hard, NBA. Jerome Williams is a guy that played for Georgetown, uh, played on Detroit. Junkyard dog, they called him. I, I, I could see, but see in this generation they pick up each other's skills and he'll be a guy that develops a shot and playing for Neptune and being developed by Villanova it's really enticing to see what he could become as an NBA player this is going to be interesting and then he plays with Hodge who can pass the ball see what Hodge would do when he plays with Malcolm which I also get that I'm going to talk to Matthew about what he thinks about that also I'll have y'all updated on that 
Talk to him when he when he committed. This is a good class, man. This is a good class. They're gonna get cool with each other. They're both six eight. Um, the athleticism of how of, of of Thomas will help Hodge be a better passer. Because one thing I talked to him, the interview I had for high level sports with Matthew Hodge. Matthew Hodge said he wants to improve being a more all around player, being a leader. So the hard work that Thomas puts into playing basketball is it's gonna make. That's going to make them better playing with Hodge. Next year, what I mean, you got Burton leaving. Where Bamba can stay if he wants to. We'll see how that goes. But um, I think Thomas, Njoku, Malcolm Thomas, Hodge, they've had, and with Trey Patterson also being 6'8", they have more size than they've had in a long time in athleticism. People are thinking Trey Patterson's not going to play. You're crazy. I could see Patterson and Thomas on the same court. Patterson can pass the ball. He can shoot from the outside. He can rebound. This is a very good, this is a very interesting Villanova team. I don't know where they're going to be, but I know the the ceiling. If Patterson touches his ceiling, who he can be as a player, he kind of reminds me, not to say he'll be him, but let's just go real. Scottie Pippen's skills is what Trey Patterson has. Then you got Matthew Hodge. If I'm, if I'm talking about Matthew Hodge, man, what I could. Uh, Nicholas Batum comes to mind. At his best, the way he can pass the ball, he can shoot from the outside. And, you know, you look, you're looking at those guys. I mean, it's a very interesting Thing to see. You're going to see transfers come in. But Nana Njoku at 6'10", 250, man, what he can do. Also being a guy that has a decent three-point shot. I'll just, just wait to see what happens. Now, they're going to go after guys. Uh, next year, I think Mark Armstrong, If it, it, it's really, does he leave? Does he, I mean, this Villanova team has the talent to win the championship. But we're going to see where they're at. They're going to be t- a tough out. Mark Armstrong could return. And 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 if Mark Armstrong returns, he'll be the the go to guy with Brandon Howes and also that'll be a heck of a backcourt. I think that is the backcourt. I think it's no doubt Howes and Armstrong are the backcourt next year. Armstrong returns. Armstrong don't return, they'll have a big hole at point guard. Real big hole. I remember Howes saying that he's gonna try to talk with the staff and guys to offer. This is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm thinking they're over. It, it, Josiah Mosley's commitment's coming up, and I'm expecting Josiah Mosley also to join the Villanova Wildcats. He's one of the toughest players in Texas, a very deep Texas. I mean, these are good school, good New Jersey, Maryland, Texas, great basketball states. Just remember that. Remember where they're getting these guys from. Uh, Isaiah Elohim committed to Arkansas. Must does it again. Um could have went either way. Any of the three people people were picking Arkansas, but Kansas was deep in there. Nova was deep in there. Now, um, will it be a fourth guy? Givens committed to, uh, you know what I mean? Givens is going to commit to Memphis. I mean, I just feel like just that's my pick. It's been my pick for a minute, even when Nova was in there. But um, a point guard. Will it be a point guard? Will it be a combo guard? Um this is big. Will Hodge, Jaden Hodge, will he be a guy that they give an offer to? I think that happens. 2026 player, 
elite combo guard, that's something to look at. But Thomas and Hodge, this is a very good uh, unit they have here. This is this is this is interesting. If you come with um, Mark Armstrong, Brendan Housen, uh, Trey Patterson, Nana Njoku, and I think possibly a Matthew Hodge, but then you look, it, could it be Matthew Hodge? You got Jordan Dumont, Jordan Longino on his team. It's also time to rewind and give, now it's time to give Howard his full credit. Everybody that, man, I don't want to hear none of that. All y'all that was doubting Howard. Dumont, look what Dumont did with team uh, with, with Canada, playing an international play. And you're talking about a guy that can shoot. And I was telling y'all, this guy's good, good. And he was on the rise. Neptune caught it, boom. Just like Matthew Hodge, on the rise, a rising prospect. They have Jordan Dumont as a guy, if you're looking at next year, it is really interesting to see how this is going to go. Is Dumont or is it going to be Longino? I mean, any of them guys can play the three. Hodge can play the three. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Villanova's team next year. And it's going to be some um, transfers. I'm, I'm looking at where you could see that. I think Trey Patterson and Njoku, they're, they're, they've been in this. They've been playing for a minute. So now you look for maybe a small forward that, that can be a transfer that can come in there. Um, but I think Housen and Armstrong, that's it. I think, if, if they, like I say, if they go for a transfer, it could be a small forward. Why things are figured out, but Longino, like it's interesting to see what they will go with. I mean, I think it'll be transfers regardless because you could have guys backing up also. You just don't tran- do um, get a transfer portal for starters. You get guys for depth too. You, they're going to get some guards. They're not going to have guards like that. Like, where are the guards at? They're going to go in a transfer portal for guards. That's why I say that. It could be over, but Villanova could go in for a guard for the future. They have, like, seriously, who do they have? Archie Diakno is about to go. Um, Bamba, you, you, even though he can have one year, which is interesting, will he play there one year, that one remaining year that he has? Um, interesting. And Malcolm Thomas next year, he'll be, he'll be getting minutes. Taj and Malcolm Thomas are going to get minutes. Like this is the new Neptune is putting his spice on his his era in Villanova, and it's time to see. I mean, these guys will get time off the bench. I can see Hodge starting, possibly. You know, I mean, you're looking at Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I'm in that mode, but uh, it's gonna be something to see. It's gonna be something to see. It's gonna be a good team this year. I mean, seriously, the blue white game. Um. Burton looked great. Guys look, listen, this team is equipped to make, you know, to play and right now. More and where weren't, you know, available. I mean, this is this is gonna be something. Hoops Mania is gonna be huge. Uh Villanova. I can't Malcolm Thomas being there with Hyde. This is gonna be big. This is a new era, man. I'm really confident in Neptune. I've been very confident, even though I said this is the year. If it don't, if, if they don't win this year, it's that's the pressure. I don't think he'll get fired, but 
if they don't make the tournament this year. But I have no doubt that he's going to make it. Neptune had to come into a big change last year. Not many coaches can even get a 500 record off of that. And he 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 was he was tough near the end. Now you're talking about. I think Malcolm Thomas and Hodge are going to have absolute fun, you know. And and Eden Thomas knows about Big East play and how serious it is. I talked to him on the phone. He is excited, man. He feels so good for his son. Um, it it, it got to be surreal that your son's going to play in the Big East. I mean, the mom was a Big East player. This is crazy. This is we're looking at legacy basketball here, man. This is great. The Master Catholic comes to to Villanova just like Justin Moore did. Another Merlin prospect, another a Big East. Pro, his son plays Big. Eaton Thomas gets and, and his mom get to watch their son play Big East basketball like they did. This is big. I mean, this is. And then Hodge is from Belgium. Just him and his brother. It's gonna be something to see. I think. That's that's something to look out for. Jaden Hodge being a Villanova Wildcat, that could happen. I mean, Kylie uh, Swider came, even though Cole Swider he transferred, he was here with his sister, um, Ryan Archdiakono's brothers here, Chris Archdiakono. We have legacies here. That is something to look out to. This is a big era. This is huge, Villanova. I don't think Villanova. You don't realize how huge this is. Y'all been waiting for a, a commitment. And I told you how good this staff is. I told you. I told you. Look where they're at. The thing is, the thing to look out at and to really look at is that this is a good team. We're talking about next year. Um, shout out to uh, the Armstrong family, Mark Armstrong. Shout out to the Housing family. This is a backcourt that's going to be huge. I think that's the backcourt next year. I think Armstrong's going to want to come because there's too many guys. Armstrong's not going to get the balls to, to, to the basketball, you know, get enough to really impact how he would next year. He should come back regardless of what his season is. Mark Armstrong is going to be something special when before he leaves Villanova. He's really going to show a lot. Um, oh, man, it's going to be so big and crucial. A lot of NBA scouts, but if his, scout, if it, if his rating goes up the lottery, which I think he can do, he's just so good. That after, you know, if he comes back next year, which I think happens, man, Mark Armstrong is going to have a, he, he could be the Big East player of the year next year. Brandon Housen is going to, he's going to be so hard to stop next to Armstrong. And we're talking about Trey Patterson. Nobody's believing in Trey Patterson and in Njoku. They are totally like the talent of Patterson and Njoku is big. Like, I don't know what to say to the guy. I know people are looking at transfer portal. We're looking at that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm really, really disappointed not to see Patterson play. Um, he's such a talented player. And he just hasn't gotten in time. And Joku is going to get his time, man. And this team with Burton, um, if, if if it becomes Dixon, Burton, and um, – and Hakeem Hart, there's no Patterson. The depth has to go. Njoku has to get their time. They need the size. They need Lance Ware, Njoku, they need the size. So this is going to be something to see. And I, I've been told by coaching staff, I won't say who, they love Njoku. They love Patterson. I mean, it was, then, then, then the crazy part was the description 
of Njoku and his athleticism and what he can do. Then we go over to the small forward position and you say, it's going to have to be Longino. Longino, I'm very hyped to see because he has so much talent. People are forgetting who these guys were. If it was Jay Wright still coaching these teams, you would still be carrying the hype and then Joku and Longino. Now people have disappeared. Boom, poof, it's over. They don't really forget who we're talking about. If if Justin Moore, and I'm going with what people think is going to happen, not what I think should happen. Um, you know, because, you know, there have been predictions Justin Moore and Bamba is the backcourt. So now if that happens with, I think, Armstrong and Housen and, of course, Archie Diakono, they get the time. It's a deep position. I really like this team because the transfer portal really turned it all the way up. I mean, the guys they got are no doubt. You got a 20-point game score in Burton. I think he's going to be unbelievable. And you got Bamba and Justin Moore. If this happens, if, if if Armstrong doesn't start, which I think it should be Armstrong and Moore, and then Bamba comes off the bench as a three-guard rotation and with, with Chris Archidiacono, and then you still got housing. You don't need to rush housing. But Bamba can also play the three. And then Longino is still backing up the three. I mean, you still got Dumont won't be getting the time that Longino's getting. Dumont will get his time, but not this year. Then you got um, Lance Ware. If Lance Ware isn't starting, which I think should happen, and Hakeem Hart should come off the bench. That's a dangerous bench with Hakeem Hart and Bamba coming off the bench. Who's going to stop that Villanova team when you got Ware but okay, say Dixon starts and Ware's coming off the bench. You still got Njoku. You still got size. You still got Longino right there next to Dumont. But Longino should be getting that time. I don't. This is a talented team. You look at this team now, then you're looking at the, the 2024 class. This is a talented Nova team. You just haven't seen it yet. It's something about not seeing. It's like when the Eagles started. It's like, oh, man, you're saying their roster last year. But you don't know, you know, how good they are. You don't know they have to play. They have to play. So this is. A huge thing for Villanova. It's real. It's exciting right now. For one, I knew what was going to happen, and then the crazy part. I mean, you heard a lot of good things when the recruiting was starting. Caleb Williams had a lot of momentum. Hunter Dickinson had momentum during the transfer portal. A lot of things that they missed out on. A lot of things, but Villanova has been in the fight for some of the top players. Only thing you could say is not Cooper Flag, you know. I mean, UConn looks like they're real locked in for that one. Right now, I'm, if I'm you telling me, I think it's UConn. I think Cooper Flag and UConn are a realistic thing. That's the momentum for me right now. Um, um, you're talking about any other recruits? Boogie Flan, Kentucky's going hard for him, but Indiana looks—they have been so. That's a tug of war. That's the tug of war for me. Is 
no question. No question. That is the tug of war, in my opinion. Um, this is it's huge right now. It's real huge. Um, we're gonna go to a break, man, and then we come back and we talk about what they look like if they end up getting Josiah Mosley. And who could be another? I mean, Bryson Tucker is still on this. Look, when we get back, we will talk Villanova basketball, more Villanova basketball. Who could be on that list when we get back? Let's talk about um, what would the team, what could the team bring next year? It's real interesting. Um, with with Malcolm Thomas, now this becomes a different Villanova team. Um, do people believe in Trey Patterson? They don't. They feel like he didn't do enough, but he didn't get no time. I, that's why I say people don't really know basketball. Then the Joku. Has not gotten time. These are guys you, uh, Nova Nation was all excited about coming in. I mean, that's how fans are, though. But now there's a Malcolm Thomas. There's a Matthew Hodge. I'm telling you right now, 
There are fans totally putting that in the Joku and Trey Patterson right off the map and putting, you know, Hodge and Tom. They're very excited about, and they should be. Um, Brendan Howland's about to be a star. He's a he's different. Like, I don't think people are forgetting about him. And getting Josiah Mosley would get two Texas prospects in Housing and Mosley that people are forgetting about that in part. Um, you got Malcolm Hodge, uh, Matthew Hodge coming right out of um, New, Jer- New Jersey prospect. Same thing Patterson was, New Jersey prospect. Njoku's a Delaware prospect. Another part that Villanova hits. Blangino's um, a Philadelphia prospect, Pennsylvania. Um, Armstrong, another New Jersey prospect. You've seen the, the form of what Villanova is, where they're at, and they're also trying to aim an international and in Florida, you know. Um, this is a good, this is a good recruiting coaching staff with uh, Dwayne Anderson and Coach Nardi, Ashley Howard, and Neptune. They'll, they'll form great relationships. And right now, there are things to look at with Villanova. Seriously, there are things to look at with Villanova um, and the new classes. You're looking at the 2025 class. Amari Allen is a top target. Malik Thomas, the same person. Like these are, I think Amari Allen is one to look at. I told you about the Florida prospects. Amari Allen is a guard. Um, I'll get y'all information on him. I'm another guy keeping in contact with Malik Thomas, been keeping in contact with him. Um, he's an NBA talent. I mean, NBA talents come out of Nova. That's one thing. Malcolm Thomas, I look for him and Matthew Hodge to be on NBA boards in about three years. Um, becoming Big East legends. I just think they got that. Hodge and this is a great one, too, to get that Neptune do good with. Now, looking at 2025, Amari Allen, I feel like, is just watch out for him with Villanova. Um, Villanova has a great chance with Amari Allen. You look at a guy, you guys still got Auburn, you still got um, Arizona State, you still got Florida State, you still got Georgetown who's doing great, and um, staying, Georgia Tech is another team, staying in recruiting circles. Um, Malik Thomas, just watch out for that. I mean, you know Duke and Kentucky's around for this guy, but just watch out for Villanova. Villanova start winning, which I expect this year. That's going to be a huge – just watch that tug of war with so many programs. When Lee Thomas, Duke and Kentucky are looking, but it's not like it used to be where Duke and Kentucky is winning people. Villanova can get this. They can really get this commitment. It can happen. Uh, Dante Allen, I think that's a Villanova lean. Um, that's the one Villanova lean. It's a Villanova legacy, Malik Allen's son. Juan Guerrero Hernandez is another guy I've been keeping in contact with. Very impressive player. Bryson Tiller, let's just see what happens. I mean, so many guys after Bryson. Um, Isaiah Harwell is, a, is a, a Villanova, not a Villanova lean, but definitely Villanova is in play. And Will Riley is a Villanova lean. I think that's right now, that's the Villanova lean. You're looking at Cam Ward. We'll see where that goes with Cam Ward. I got to get more information on Cam Ward. Uh, Largo, 
<laughs> where my sister stays. <laughs> uh, Upper Marlboro. I will be going deep about Cam Ward to see uh, Jackson Keith, another good prospect. Got to get more into that. Amari Evans. That's a Villanova prospect. Could be a one to look at. London Jameson just got in contact with him today. And Eric uh, Reeby, um, I'm saying that right, coming out of uh, Merlin. We'll see how that goes. They got some interesting people. He's a seven foot two thirty five player. Seven foot two thirty five man. I'm. That's an interesting. And he's right in the. Um, he's in, out of Merlin. That could be a, a player to look at. Villanova's looking for a big player. So in twenty twenty five, Eric Reeb is a guy to look at that could definitely be a player that commits to. Now I ain't even heard nothing, but that's they looking for a big. That's why Malcolm Thomas was a very big hit for them. A guy that can do what he can, um, rebounding and blocking shots. But Villanova has some very impressive players here in 2025. Then you go to 2026. See, 2026 is another one. I, I'm Jaden Hodge. Just look out for that one. But um, Akina Alozi, that's a, a top seven, top 20 player coming out of Arizona. Shooting guard, impressive. Jordan Smith, a guy I've talked to. I've talked to for 247. Um, very impressive player out of Paul. Look, Paul the six, just like Brandon Slater. They went after Jeremy Roach. They went after Darren Harris. They that's a Villanova school. You know, the guys they didn't get, um, Deshaun Harris Smith, guys they didn't get, man. But that's that's a guy to look at to see if Villanova can can get him that guy. Quincy Wiley, another guy I talked to for two four seven. Um Quincy Wiley, his dad played. That's a junior. Top twenty player. Number one player in Virginia. Watch out for that one. Watch out for that one. Um out of all these guys, Jordan Smith and Quincy Wiley, two guys to watch out for. We'll see where Kena it's gonna be hard to really get those um those guys. Um, we'll see how it goes because we know Neptune's a very good recruiter. Manure Greg is a guy that Duke is looking at. Now, he's one of the top players in 2027. Um, out of Philadelphia, I'm going to tell. They got just as good a chance as anybody, but Duke is in on him. So, this is the recruit. This is what's going on. Who's the top recruit? We know Manure Greg is the number one for sure in 2027, but who's number one in 2026? I think the big guy here is Malik Thomas. They, they, you know, Ashley Howard talked about Malik. Um, Malik Thomas is that guy. I think him and Dante Allen are first. But uh, uh, another guy is uh, Mario Allen. They're definitely looking at. But I think those are definitely the three guys they're looking for. And looking at Will Riley, I think he's a, a big target. Um this is becoming, 2025 is becoming, because they're about to wrap up things, but also looking at 2025 and 2026, I think Hodge would want to play with his brother. I think that that would happen. It depends on where his stock rises, but Hodge would want to play with his brother. I think that's something to look at that could happen in 2026 that Jaden Hodge could end up getting the offer. I think that's going to happen, no question. Um, so listen, y'all, I'm going to go out with this. Malcolm Thomas is going to get time, big time. 
because the defense that he brings, I don't, you don't see a, a prospect like that on Villanova. That he's definitely going to be a guy that earns time. Um, Matthew Hodge, they need that six eight guy that can do what he can do. They haven't had that. I see that happening. Um, Josiah Mosley. Let's talk about Josiah Mosley. Josiah Mosley is a guy that can play. He's a small forward, but he can also play shooting guard. He gives you your guard. Josiah Sunday will decide uh, on what school he goes to. Coming straight out of Texas. If you look at Josiah Mosley, he's super impressive. Super impressive, man. Georgia Tech, Texas. But USC is a school. USC and Texas is um those are those schools. This guy's six six, um an elite Texas prospect. So many good uh, football and basketball prospects. To see Josiah Mosley. This is a player at six six two oh five. Can play small four. He he's a real good, relentless player. Good score. Um, that'll give some impressive, really impressive goal to Villanova. On that on that end, um, Josiah Mosley is a very impressive player. So this is. It was a very, this is going, I think they get him. I think, I don't call him a lock, but I think they get him. USC is there, but Villanova has earned Josiah Mosley. They definitely have. Um, one of the top players in the nation. He's at four-star, you know, on the 247 composite, but he's a three-star at 247. He'll soon be a four-star. Villanova had four four-stars before it's all said and done. Before they end 2024, they will earn their four-star. They will earn the the, the, the 247 four-star. So this is going to be big for Villanova and what type of squad Villanova will be. And the, They got those commits. Everybody was talking. They got the commits. They got them. They got the commits. So now Villanova's in that unbelievable. There's no more talk now. There's no more talk. Villanova will have three commits. Sunday, Josiah Mosley will make his decision. Like I say, I'm not saying a lot, but I'm pretty confident. You know, uh, hearing what's going on, Josiah Mosley commits to Villanova. Very good transfer portal class. Neptune has revived Villanova quick, very quick. And boy, fans were definitely asking for it. But so this team is looking top 15 team. Um, I think Villanova will end up being, at the end of the year, a top 10 team. No question. It just got what it takes. So we out, y'all. Listen, it's going to be more. The next time you see me, it's going to be more about the football game also. Uh, Saturday, there's a big football game. I will, I will be breaking it down. 
Villanova will play North Carolina A and T. Um, I, I expect them to come out there want to win. Um, very very hard game against Albany. Of uh, Albany beat them down, so they got to go in there and get that get the four and two. This is a team I think they'll finish no question at top twenty five. You know, um, through the FBS, Connor Watkins is a dual threat quarterback. He has to get. This team has to start clicking, coming together. It's a very big time competitive CAA. Uh, William and Mary, New Hampshire, Mama, Delaware, Albany proved it. This team has to get locked in because these teams are going to be hard to beat. So um, when I, we come back next, the next Villanova, we'll talk the preview of the North Carolina A&T game and what to expect from Villanova. So we out of here, y'all. I'm out of here. Lita Johnson, follow the lead. I'm a verified priest. I'm a verified priest.